Blog Talk Radio. and how managed service providers and IT bars can you know, make some money and capitalize on these opportunities that exist out there. And joining me today, we have a, a really good friend of mine and an excellent uh, partner when it comes to you know, capitalizing on the online momentum that's happening here. I want to introduce uh, my good friend Ryan Mullaney from Assistus in Calgary joining us uh, on the phone today. Good morning, Ryan. How are you today? Yeah, I'm doing well, Stuart. However, I'm getting a lot of crosstalk on here. Should I call back in? Uh, why don't you try that? Yeah, and I'll just uh, kind of fill the air here a little bit and see uh, what's happening. Okay, uh, I'll be right the other Yeah, sure. Join us. Uh, come back on. So, I'll wait for Ryan to uh, to dial back in. We'll uh, we'll see what's happening. Sometimes the, unfortunately, uh, with Blog Talk Radio, we can't control uh, how the um, you know, the signals are are happening out there. But we'll see how it goes when Ryan comes back in. If not, we'll have to we'll have to work our way through it. Anyway, my name is Stuart Crawford, and welcome to the program again today. Uh, let me just bring you the speed on the MSP show while we're waiting for Brian to or Ryan to come back on the on the call today. The MSP show was designed to help IT bars and, and resellers, you know, with some tips from other partners and leading vendors and bars out there that are you know making things happen in the community. That's really what we do. We come on we come on the program here every week or we try to every week and just introduce concepts to you and just introduce new ideas and how things are, are progressing in the managed service community. No, we're not here to, uh, you know, we're not here to sell you anything. We're not here to, you know, make you go one way or another. We're not, we'll give you the information. You make that decision which way you want to go. And today is no different. There is a lot of, there is a lot of uncertainty when it comes to the cloud and how, you know, Microsoft Office 365 or Microsoft in general, to some partners out there, maybe, uh, maybe a threat. And others looking at like Ryan and uh, Rick Harden who are supposed to be joining us today, they look at it as an opportunity. So you know, we'll introduce some different concepts here, especially when uh, we get Ryan on the back on the call here, and um, and see how things are going. So Ryan, how's that? Is that better? Um, that's not too bad. Okay, we'll we'll have to we'll have to work our way through it sometimes here. So Ryan, tell us a little about your background at Cisco's and what you guys are doing in the uh, in the Calgary marketplace. Sure. Um, my background is is I spent uh, a number of years in the Canadian Forces. Yeah, I see. It's a it's a real delay, is what I'm getting on my on my uh, earphones right now. Maybe check check your um, check your uh, on the website to make sure you don't have the uh, you know the uh, Blog Talk Radio website open too, because you may be getting the uh, the delay on. Got it. it. Okay, I got it. Okay, that's what that was. Perfect. Okay, yeah. much better. <laughs> okay. Hey, go uh, ahead. Then. Tell us a little about uh, and your background. You started off saying you were a mem- member of the Canadian military, and uh, and go on from there. 
Yeah, I was a member of the Canadian military. I really enjoyed my time there and then moved forward uh, from that. I uh, was always interested in computers and networking. So uh attended a technical college uh, in the Calgary area uh, for a couple of years and, and uh, got really uh, a thorough grounding in uh, network administration. Uh, long story short, I bounced around in the IT community for three or four years. Uh, and then started my own uh, network support company. We were one of the very first uh, MSP companies. In fact, we, we were so early in the game, we didn't even know it was called MSP until some consultant came along and told us that. Um, from there, when I got that set up and running, uh, my next... Uh, I, I'm always looking for new opportunities and new uh, new ideas, and I'm always well aware of the fact that uh, the IT industry does not stop. So what is cutting edge today is going to be something somebody in China can support for, you know, 10 bucks an hour uh, a week from now. Uh, as a result, I'm always looking for the more complex and com uh, complex products. Uh, so where I went next was uh, to the into the CRM realm where I wrote a CRM, and then uh, right after I wrote and implemented it on my company, um, we then uh, attended our first uh, Microsoft World Partner uh, Conference and saw a beta of Microsoft CRM uh, 1. This is well before the online world came along. So uh, uh, I badgered and bothered everybody at Microsoft till I got a beta copy of 1. And uh, we've been implementing Microsoft CRM and SharePoint uh, for the last seven years. We've still kept the MSP side of the business. We find it very, very useful to have that kind of uh, uh, technical expertise in the company. Uh, but certainly our focus these days is much more on proje projects uh, customizing CRM and building SharePoint um, implementations for people. So you mean you you you've uh, you kept ahead of the curve, uh, Ryan? You know I watched you from a distance when I had my MSP in Calgary as well, and you know we 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 met a few times uh, over the course of the last few years. One of the things I truly uh, appreciated about what you brought was that ability to stay ahead of the curve, and that's and that's what you're doing today because you know assistance. Although you did mention yourself your MSP practice, is really starting to look at opportunities around. Uh, the tools or the, the the deliverable that Office 365 or CRM, uh, and it's not necessarily those products; it's the end results. Can you talk to us about you know, your vision and how you see uh, assistive playing into looking at more of a business pro business process or workflow automation, those type of things now, and not so much the technology? Yeah, um, in terms of where we see ourselves, is we are really trying hard to focus on our customers business processes, uh, to automate those processes, to, um, you know, facilitate and help people. A lot of, a lot of small and mid-sized companies are just starving for best practices in, in process management and automation. Uh, you're right, we've chosen Microsoft as the suite because we had to choose something, uh, and we've been with Microsoft for, you know, 13 years now, so it seemed like the logical choice for us because we understand the Microsoft ecosystem. Um, in terms of where I see us going, uh, in some ways, uh, the model does change pretty radically because you have to become much more projects focused, obviously, than you do with a uh, an MSP model. However, at the same time, the requirements and the support model really aren't that much different. Uh, you're just kind of moving upstream from a network layer uh, into an application layer, and perhaps you might even want to call it a, a process automation layer. Uh, one thing I find with that is that your people, <coughs> pardon me, your customers still require uh, a level of support. The skill set that you're delivering is different. It's much more about business process, business analysis, uh, software development customization. But at the end of the day, they still need somebody to call for help. 
they still are very comfortable with that uh, monthly support package. Um, obviously, the, the statement of work or the terms are different, but uh, uh, in some ways, it's, it's a very similar business. Uh, however, the project's focus is what really makes it different from your, uh, your average uh, or standard uh, MSP model. So, so we're looking at, uh, you know, looking at what you guys are doing and, uh, you know, looking at opportunities for the typical MSP out there. Now, knowing that the 95% of the market is a technical business owner, you know, they went to some sort of ITT or technical trade school, um, is this is this going to be a big uh, challenge for them to maybe switch gears and move over from a, a pure technical role to a, to a business role? And then, you know, what do you see? Do you think some of them are getting frustrated and just throwing their hands up and saying, "No, screw this! I can't! I, I'm, I'm not going to I should get a job in a data center somewhere." That's a good question. Um, in our own case, because we were such early adopters of the CRM product uh, from Microsoft, it really became a struggle for us to convert from an MSP, you know, from the world we know, servers and desktops and rollouts and, and, and uh, monitoring and support, to this new world of projects. Having said that, uh, Microsoft is really trying hard to uh, provide a, uh, a methodology. Uh, it's called SureStep, and it's certainly not the only methodology out there, but I would absolutely recommend that any MSP who is technical and is trying to get it, go down this path have a look at that. In terms of actual skill sets, if, you're, if you've been running a business for a while, you already understand at a basic level, I suspect, most of what you need to know. You may not have it formalized yet, uh, which is why I would suggest you adopt a methodology such as SureStep. Um, in terms of differences between MSP and projects in general, uh, one of the things you'll probably like as, as MSP owners is that your margins uh, tend to increase substantially. And some of that is due... Uh, due to just scarcity of supply of the skill set, uh, <clears throat> but a lot of it is also you just the money you're talking about tends to be much higher in the first place. So your margins, you, there's room to hide if you want to call it that. Uh, your margins in a in a better manner. Uh, you don't have, you know, six people in the same block all trying to sell a server. Uh, in our case, with CRM and SharePoint, uh, in a city the size of Calgary, which is a little over a million people. Uh, I can count on one hand my direct co competitors. I think you probably can count on your hand uh, direct competitors across the country as well. That's all. Yeah, yeah fair the scarcity, the scarcity game that, uh, you know, that we're definitely in right now. It's, you know, it's no secret, right? You know, the the best margins and the best opportunities exist when in a in a, in a relatively immature market where we're kind of sitting at right now. There's a lot of a lot of people out there who are are trying to figure out what cloud technologies are and then you know how it can help their business and you and you guys are taking the lead in the Calgary market with that by you know having a, a series of events we'll talk about in a, in a few minutes mm -hmm. but really uh, you know the end clients are getting bombarded with this messaging and they're going to turn they're going to turn to somebody that they trust and I think this is a great role for MSPs out there to adopt and embrace the cloud technologies and help their clients understand if, if it if it is the right fit for from them now or if it's going to be right fit from in a few in a in six months or a year out now, is you know what would you say to a, an IT owner, a business owner, around that? Is you know, is around adopting and you know, aligning. Maybe a better, better word, aligning themselves with the new technologies and getting getting a, getting it out of the gate early. Um, the first thing you have to realize, I think, is that 
regardless of where you go or what threat is on the horizon, cloud or outsourcing or whatever the threat that's keeping you up at night, that's not going to go away. Um, implementing servers and, uh, and implementing infrastructure is changing rather dramatically, uh, like it or not. And you can fight it or you can uh, get on board the, uh, the, the next wave of uh, technolo technology. Uh, in terms of actual adoption, a couple things you should do uh, as soon as you can is, one, um, whatever cloud provider you decide to uh, associate or align yourself with, get using their products as fast as you can. There are differences. Uh, we've done implementations. <coughs> pardon me. Uh, we've done implementations uh, with uh, and and learned a lot as a result of doing those implementations. Um, I in you know in my case uh, we've hybridized our network uh, because uh, and what that means is we've just uh, got a, a a connection between. Uh, uh, our network here at Assistus and uh, the uh, Microsoft uh, Online Data Center. Uh, so we're replicating a lot of items. Uh, absolutely, you have to do that. Number two, you really have to understand the product. Uh, all kinds of good online tutorials, all kinds of uh, resources uh, that, that want to help you move down this path. Uh, <clears throat> and then along with that, you really have to change your mindset. Um, the MSP annuitant revenue is going to go away on you one way or another. You're either going to be part of that or somebody's going to come along because the, the, dollars, uh, the dollar savings to your customers is so compelling that, you know, I don't see uh, relationships, you know, business relationships surviving just because of a good relationship. Uh, the, the difference in cost is that high. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, Ryan, you, you, you know, well, let's just focus on Office 365 right now because, there is way too many let me, let me see if I can phrase this properly because a lot of the MSPs out there are seen as a huge threat to their the way they've always done business. And we kinda of, kinda of skirted around this issue. You mentioned, you know, servers are going away and you know, MSP for lack of better terms is really becoming a commodity and you gotta look at new opportunities so they can deliver higher margins. But let's face it, the office products even you know, or supplemented with Google, whatever, and I'm not gonna argue which one's better or not. Really, for uh, you know the smallest business up right up to the um, to the enterprise, a lot of CTOs and CIOs are really looking up, taking a hard look at this because it takes that management away from them of having to deal with this stuff. And from an MSP perspective, you know a lot of us see it as a threat because you know we're no longer selling Exchange servers and and SBS. You know what was that transition like with Assistus from you know from you know what you normally did to to you know, supporting a solution like Office 365, what tips can you give to a to a managed service provider today to help them with that, that with that transition? Is it a is it a is it a it's obviously going to be a focus shift uh, in the corporation? But did you ever did you have to um, here's a better question did you, have to, did you have to change staff or did the staff come on board pretty easy? In my case, the staff came on board pretty easily. My resistors left of their own accord. Uh, just before we we really started down the uh, the cloud path, um, <clears throat> pardon me. So the technical transition has been relatively painless, and that's one of the reasons I would say you know I'd recommend selecting a vendor and sticking with it because at the end of the day, you know the technology base is is pretty much the same, so the skills are quite transferable. Um, what changes a fair bit, though, is the fact that you're basically doing a one-shot product, or sorry, project, versus uh, an ongoing support item. So your upfront estimating uh, needs to be quite a bit more accurate. 
Uh, also, uh, the way you sell this is somewhat different. In a lot of cases, you need to sell a project like a package uh, versus uh, ongoing support. And you know, with ongoing support, you can make a few mistakes and, and catch up in terms of your cost. When you're doing these one-shot deals with a small support package at the end, you really can't. Mm-hmm. So we're looking at um, you're looking at offers for 65 because I don't I don't I honestly don't think it's going to go anywhere. It's going to be here for uh, for a while. You know, something else will come up down the road. I am sure. But you know, we didn't we didn't predict the the flood of mobile devices or tablets and you know the ease of can, uh, bandwidth almost anywhere. I mean, I'm sitting here in California today and I'm on you know. Easy to get bandwidth, no problem. You know, from the place I'm at now, or the Starbucks down the street, or wherever. Uh, is that? Do you see that uh, adoption uh, of the devices, plus the availability of bandwidth, what's really going to drive drive this, and then combine it with the business process and the automation? You know, it's obviously going to be a win-win for for everybody. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. Uh, mobile is always something that gets talked about in a sales presentation of, of cloud product. Uh, everybody wants to have uh, hassle-free access to their uh, to their data, to their workspace. Um, you know, you can just tell Microsoft is going uh, wholeheartedly down this road in terms of uh, having Office 365 clients available for various Apple platforms, including the iPad. Um, so yeah, I don't see that stopping, and that is a, a huge motivator. The other big motivator, just just sort of as an aside, uh, typically is lack of uh, of needing so much direct administration, and along with that, uh, disaster recovery tend to be the three big uh, sales planks that I uh, I present in front of my customers. So if you had to take an MSP aside, uh, who is your typical technical uh, guru, Ryan, and you know. Give them some words of advice around, you know, making that transition, you know, based on the lessons that you have learned. You know, what three things would you share to him or her uh, to help them get get started? First off, uh, adopt and use the product. Do that now. Do that as fast as you can and use it as much as you can because you're there to sell your expertise. Uh, cloud is just different enough that you can look really ridiculous uh, in front of a customer if you ha if you don't have some familiar some familiarity with it beforehand. Second, I would try and find a customer that's willing to do this with you, uh, and I would convert them. Like I would take a current MSP customer that's not really a good fit. You know, they're so small, they have a server, but they really don't need one. Uh, the only reason they have one is you know at the time it was implemented, uh, there was no choice. Uh, and thirdly. I wouldn't worry too much about making a lot of margin off that first one because you you should look at that as a learning expense, uh, as a product development expense, um, and um, be careful with your customer. Obviously, I mean, it's their business and their livelihood, but uh, uh, carefully migrate them across and suck all the lessons you can out of that migration. So lots of great advice there. So, Ryan, what do you see – what do you see the – the world going here, or the business world going when it comes to the, you know, let's just go back to your core business process, workflow automation, and you know how you're implementing CRM, SharePoint, and the Office 365 suite to, to provide a better level of service. I mean, obviously you guys are making some, uh, you know, good good uh, revenues from here because you know you're one of the one of the leaders in the industry. How's your? Here's here's the question I want to I want to get to. 
have you has your business been more profitable since making that shift? And if if so, what are some, what were some of those key or key indicators that you found to be driving that profitability? Absolutely, we're more profitable uh, in terms of margin per project as well as overall revenue. Uh, the difference is. Seem to have lost Ryan there, so let's uh, see what's going on. We'll see if we can get him back here in the next nine minutes that we have left. So uh, we've lost him. So hopefully I'm still broadcasting out here. Uh, let's see if I can get him to. I'm going to shoot him over a quick email and see if I can get him to come back on and and uh, see what's happened there with us. So hopefully, it's, uh, hopefully everything's okay there uh, on his end. And uh, yeah, so you know we're talking about uh, Office 365, SharePoint Online. Uh, CRM and you know how one Calgary partner has really taken it to the next level and, and really building a business that's strong, vibrant, and able providing a different level of service to their clients. Now, here's the thing, folks. Uh, you know, I know a lot of us are technical business owners. We love to play in the technology. We love to get our hands dirty. We love to, you know, spend all night configuring an Exchange server. But of course, what Ryan was saying, those days are pretty much, uh, you know, pretty much done according to the assistance world. So we have Ryan back. Uh, Ryan, we kind of lost you there, but uh, are you back? I am back. That's uh, you know one of the glories of, of cloud-based solutions. I've got a, a phone, <laughs> a hosted phone system, and it just cut out on me there for some reason. Yeah. So anyway, you're you're going to, you're just getting you're just starting basically uh, on the uh, you know some of the, the profitability and you know how. Assistance is, you know, obviously making you know more cost per uh, projects and stuff like that. You you just basically started that uh, whole whole discussion there. Okay, so here here's where I see. Um, um, sorry, number one, yeah, our, our our margins of and profitability have definitely increased. Uh, I would suspect uh, per project they've more than doubled, and overall our our uh, our net has gone up by uh, at least uh, you know ten percent uh, year over year. Pardon me. One of the things that I was uh, going to say is that you are no longer, if you if you go down this path, you're no longer sort of, um, uh, you know, just the guy who fixes the server and the hardware. You've got to adopt the mindset that you're there to help the business owner improve their processes and therefore improve their business. This is a really, really valuable thing that you're doing for this customer. Because uh, at the end of the day, if he's the owner of the company, you're increasing his equity because you're automating his processes, driving down his net, and making his company a better company than it was prior to you starting. So really the best way to do that from a technology perspective is to improve and automate process. Um, <clears throat> Within my world of Office 365 uh, and CRM Online, there are untold opportunities to actually uh, improve a, a customer's business. Um, starting right from the basics that we're all familiar with in terms of uh, outsourcing your infrastructure support, and then we can right, move right up the food chain to uh, process automation, simple process automation, such as document management. Okay, SharePoint's got that built right in. Most people don't know about it. Um, you can actually charge some fairly good margin and get some good little projects going just by configuring SharePoint to manage documents properly. Um, up and beyond that, there, in our case at Assistus, we've uh, developed a number of different business processes 
that we offer in, in a package to our uh, our smaller clients. So we've got a business process that combines SharePoint and CRM Online for sales, for marketing, and for uh, for service. And the nice thing about it, if you're selling to the smaller markets or the smaller uh, the smaller clients, is you can do this for a flat fee. Uh, we tend to start with just a standard workflow, and then uh, you know customize it a little bit for each individual customer, and then uh, they're up and they're running. And uh, then we move into into a a, a monthly support model of the process more than the technology, but it's still a monthly support model. So what you've set up in terms of MSP for billing, uh, for help desk, et cetera, could possibly still be used in this new model. So there's some, you know, Ryan, what I'm hearing is there's lots of opportunity out there. We just got to basically maybe change our mindset just a little bit so we can, uh, so we can see the opportunities out there because again, the world is changing. And, you know, I, I believe we live in a throwaway environment today. You know, something doesn't work. Uh, we just go throw it away. There's, you know, gone are the days of. Now I always joke with this, but the the engineer spending 20 hours uh, working on a, a a thousand or you know one laptop for ten thousand dollars a pop. I remember those days not too long ago. You know, it was worthwhile to spend ten you know ten to twenty hours fixing a laptop. But those those days of where we used to make a lot of mar, mar, money doing that kind of stuff are are gone. You know, one of the things I would reflect back to you know I don't change jumpers on ISA cards anymore. You know, and when we when yeah. when the world changed to plug and play, the whole technical community was up in arms saying, "God, we're going to lose our whole livelihood." And and then we went to um, you know the devices became under seven thousand dollars, and we thought, "Oh, we're going to lose our livelihood." Really, Ryan, at the end of the day, it's just about adopting to the changes that are coming our way. And you know, you know, twenty years from now, it's going to be something totally different. Uh, and that's I think what's what I hear what I hear from you is to have that unique ability to adopt and you know get on board and align our businesses with the changes that are coming. Yeah, absolutely. Change is either an obstacle or an opportunity. It depends on your perspective. Um, the listeners here, are we're all smart enough at one point to stand up an MSP, get it running, and make it successful. Um, that's not an easy feat. You know, having done it myself, I, I, I know how much work it involves. Well, unfortunately, we're kind of at that point again where we have to Tear down some of what we do. Now, at least you've already got a base. Hopefully, you've already got good positive cash flow. So you've got some time to make this happen. But you really have to start thinking about it. Um, decide which direction you're going to move in, and then start going down there. Um, do I believe that, that your average MSP can do this? Absolutely. But it is a learning curve. You can't take what you already know and apply it to this new model. Um, you have to adapt and, and adjust and uh, figure out how to make this new model work for you and for your customers. And that's, you know, that's some wise, uh, wise advice there for, well, for all of us on the, on the program today. So, Ryan, I want to take, uh, take this opportunity to thank you for coming on board with us today and helping uh, you know, share what uh, Assistus is doing. Uh, in the last couple minutes, you guys got a great event. Can you just share how uh, you're partnering up with two other Calgary partners to you know, introduce cloud concepts to the Calgary marketplace? Oh yeah, and there you go, folks. <laughs> the voice connection is uh, is dropped again. Oh well, we'll 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 figure that out. Uh, you know, the um, Ryan and uh, a few other partners in Calgary are coming together. CalgaryBusinessEvents.ca is the website. CalgaryBusinessEvents.ca is the website. You can go on there and uh, you know visit what their guys are doing. They're bringing three unique practice areas together. First, we have Ryan with the uh, with the CRM. We have Carl Franson, the T-Tech, who's going to be talking about the, the from the MSP perspective and how 
he uses cloud to run his MSC business. And then Murray Quibble from uh, Actors, who was on this program not too long ago, is going to be talking about cloud ERP. So CalgaryBusinessEvents.ca is a website. You can go check that out and uh, and learn more for uh, learn, learn more how these partners are working together in competition with each other to build an event, and then they can uh, you know bring that out to the market and help uh, Calgary business understand the cloud and how uh, how they're using the cloud. Anyway, folks, that's uh, that's our program for today. Uh, I want to thank you for taking some time out to to speak with or listen to us today. I thank Ryan for uh, joining you, even with some of the technical difficulties we had there uh, today with his uh, his signal. Uh, and uh, you know, we at least get the understanding of what is happening with the Assistus and how they're using Microsoft CRM Office 365 to make money. It's really understanding the process, the workflows, and all that stuff. My name is Stuart Crawford, and we are uh, with Ulistic, and Ulistic helps uh, MSPs go to market, business development, uh, consulting, marketing consulting, sales consulting, and we're here to help you guys build your successful MSP practice. So we can help you with, uh, you know, figuring out all this Office 65 stuff if you want, uh, how to build private cloud infrastructure, all that stuff, you know, sales, marketing, business development. If you want to learn more information about what we do, visit Ulistic.com, U-L-I-F-T-I-C.com. And, um, and and feel free to reach out to us if uh, if you if there's a need for us to you know I want to help out, help you out. So again, folks, Stuart Crawford on behalf of Ryan, who um, you know we unfortunately lost his signal. We want to thank you for taking time out of your your busy day to listen to us or downloading us on iTunes or uh, through our website uh, uh, at a later time. So with that, we'll see you all next week. And thanks for uh, thanks for tuning us in. <laughs>